0: Intercede for me.
1: This is God's will for you, your sanctification. Words of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, which, Lord, we want to take to heart as we begin our prayer. We seek holiness. A life in Christ and we have a great context, as always, to do that here in this oratory here in Manhattan. We have, we're blessed to be here, Lord, in your presence, the Blessed Sacrament. we worship you, Lord, we praise you. and throughout the day, wherever we are, Lord, we want to be we want to strive to be saints. we want to carry out your will. this is my will for you, your sanctification, God is saying to us. And that was the message that Saint Josemaria preached his whole life, really. Where we are all called to be saints. Well, we have this month now that we've entered, August. Continuing in you know, some a bit of a lockdown mode, I suppose, with the adjust. Maybe it's even starting to wear on us a bit. Well, Let's take advantage of this wonderful month We're filled with so many saints. August is just, it's a great month to go to the intercession of the saints, to learn from them. And Indeed, the world needs saints. The church needs saints. The Catholic writer of the 19th century, George Bernanos, Author of The Diary of a Country Priest, under, under Satan's Son, among other things. Also wrote Catholic essays, a good Catholic writer. And in one of his essays, called Our Friends, the Saints, he described the church as a vast transport company carrying people to heaven. It was described in a recent article, a Catholic writer. but one with a regrettable record of train wrecks, thanks to bad management. Bit of a metaphor there for the church that this author provided, Bernanos. The thing that saves the church in every century, he said, is her saints. Without the saints, Christianity would be nothing but a huge pile of overturned locomotives, burned out carriages, Twisted rails and scrap iron, which would end up by rusting in the rain. So Bernanos describes, well, what the church would be without saints. The church needs saints. Bernanos, and this author, comments that Bernanos meant not the marquee names we all know, but the little ones we don't. The millions of invisible, ordinary faithful who actually believe and try to live sincerely and as best they can, what they claim to believe and live. That's what the Lord is asking of us. Make an effort, make a sincere effort to be a saint. We're sinners and we need conversion. Lord, thank you for your mercy. Let's really give it our, our, our best, give God our best. He deserves our best. And and, and his author, goes on to comment, was especially harsh toward the comfortable lay piety of the bourgeois. I don't want to be in that group. He, he saw it as a form of religious narcolepsy and a persuasive argument for atheism. That's interesting. A lazy uh, Catholicism, uh, you know, lived out in a lazy way, can be a bit of a scandal. Or as Bernanos puts it, a, a an argument for atheism. He was equally tough on stuffy ecclesiastical bureaucrats and self-satisfied clergy. So you know, no, one's, no, one, no one's off the hook. Lord, Lord, help us to be saints. And again, thank you for the lives of the saints. They keep the train going toward heaven. a vast transport company carrying us toward heaven. And we can be part of that. We We are called to be saints ourselves. The communion of the saints in the Mass. Right before the Sanctus, the liturgy invites us to join the angels and saints in heaven as we proclaim, "Holy, holy, holy." We do want to praise you, Lord, with the angels and saints. The communion of saints, what a great thing that is. Saint Josemir described it as a great blood transfusion. We have we, this great company to help us along. Marie von Trapp, famous von Trapp family of the Sound of Music fame, they really existed in their Catholic family. And in one of her writings, she writes about basically about the communion of the saints. And if in Galilee, 5,000 people could follow him into the desert, forgetting time and hunger because they were so fascinated by his personality... What will be in store for us when we shall see him in his risen glory, the fairest of men, the best of friends, the most humble of all masters, he the changeless one? We shall be united also with his mother and all his friends in a most intimate friendship. We shall be able to converse with Peter, John, Moses, and other greats of Christianity. We shall find those millions and millions of saints each mirroring the eternal God in another way. And there will be the merit of angels and our own guardian angel. That's the life we seek. That's the world we want to live in. God invites us into his kingdom. But Let's live the Beatitudes. Let's, let's live the Lord's commands. The command of love. Love for God, love for neighbor. And, to, and with a great joyful spirit. Again, here we are in this month of August. I just some, Just you, August comes around and just look at the calendar. It's just amazing. Just The list it, it goes on. It begins with St. Alphonsus Liguri on, on August 1st. And near the end of the month, August 29th, the Passion of St. John the Baptist. Great saints, and so many in between. Right in the middle of August, the, the pinnacle of August, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We always look forward to that. It's a great part of the month of August and all these other saints, which in our prayer now, we can just join them. Our Lord spoke about banquets. In his parables, he spoke about banquets and inviting people to the banquet. Maybe we can look upon this month a bit that way. Just yeah, We're in a banquet. We just look around and see these saints who are such great figures, who love God so much and love us so much. We can just go up and talk to them. St. Clair, St. Dominic, St. Monica, St. Bartholomew, St. Pius X. They're just just there. The saints are there for us. We we can truly say that August is the coolest month with all these saints that that we can uh, be with in this banquet. We don't even have to wait for their saints' day. St. Dominic. St. Augustine himself. August, just filled with these saints. It was just, much like at a banquet, a dinner party, or a family gathering, just talking to them, and learning from them, going to their, their words, their example, their lives. August 4th, St. Jean Viennet patron of priests, humble priest, died in 1859. We can learn a lot from him. That little phrase, that, well, he learned it from a, a peasant there in the chapel there in the, in, the, in the town church. I look at the good God and the good God looks at me. That's how St. Jean Viennet described prayer. That's, Lord, that's what we want to do right now. You know, I look at the good God and the good God looks at me. With that simplicity, with that lesson, and that's the way St. John Marie Vianney lived, just in total presence of God, and a lot of hours and hours in the confessional, caring for souls, and a great life of penance. He's very austere, offer up sacrifices for the glory of God. He suffered, he suffered calumny, slander. Other priests were jealous of him. They accused him falsely of terrible things. In fact, late in his life, he he wrote, looking back at those times, and he was falsely accused I thought a time would come when people would rout me out of ours with sticks, when the bishop would suspend me, and I should end my days in prison. I see, however, that I'm not worthy of such a grace. That's the way a saint looks at at challenges, at at slander, at the cross. I am not worthy of such a grace. Because that didn't happen to him. He had his martyrdom in other ways, we could say. And so the saints, they, they look to the good God. And they allow the good God to look upon them. St. Clair, August 11th, great example of complete love for God. And she followed in the footsteps of St. Francis of Assisi, started the Poor Clares, beautiful young woman, and her suitors, her family wanted. I suppose, to her to marry well, and that she chose the way of, um, way of Francis. Cut her hair short, started the religious life. That was her calling. Some would say that she, that, that she was impeded by her family. That We don't know the, all the details. But it, that may have been the case, but they must have converted at some point, because soon as they, they themselves, her mother and two of her sisters, joined that way, that way of living. St. Clair, what a great saint. A saint that said, "Love that cannot suffer is not worthy of that name." She knew how to suffer. She knew how to love. Indeed, we have in the lives of the saints this the cross in some form. It's always there. Saint Maximilian Kolbe. I always look forward to his feast day on August 14th. And perhaps lately we've noticed over the past 15, 20 years more and more children being named Maximilian or even Kolbe. a friend who's named his boy Kolbe. What a great saint. Maximilian, you probably know his story. He's called the Martyr of Charity. He's a priest. They're taken to Auschwitz. Ten men were going to be basically executed by starvation. One of them began to plead as a father of a large family. And of course, St. Maximilian Kolbe, this priest, stood up and, and, and took his place. I will die for him. And that came from his love for God, his love for our Blessed Mother, St. Maximilian Kolbe, spread the devotion to the Macbeth Heart of Mary. What a wonderful thing to converse with him in our prayer. Perhaps we have our favorite saints, but... Certainly Maximilian Kolbe is a great example. And for us today, we don't have to wait for you know, a new Nazi Germany to, to rise to do something like that. We have to live our faith to the full whatever, in whatever context we find ourselves. In fact, he said in one of his writings, Maximilian said, the most deadly poison of our times is indifference in those times that he was living in are very similar to our own times. Any, any time, the deadly poison will be indifference, lukewarmness, bourgeois, that bourgeois spirit that we have to beware of. And he said, he said, this happens although the praise of God should know no limits. Let us strive, therefore, to praise him to the greatest extent of our powers. That's, and he praised God during his lifetime as, as a priest. And, and he gave praise to God, even there in the starvation bunker, singing hymns of praise to God as he was dying. In fact, they had to finally inject him. He, he they had to clear him out of the cell for other prisoners. They, they gave him a lethal injection after I don't know how many days of, of already being starved. Well, love for God. The goal, the ultimate goal is heaven. You know, the, the August sixth, the, the Feast of the Transfiguration. Wonderful feast in, in the month of August. Look forward to that too. Jesus. Resplendent in your glory. He gave a foretaste of heaven to those three saints who witnessed his transfiguration. It was for their own good. As St. Leo the Great points out, the great reason for this transfiguration was to remove the scandal of the cross from the hearts of his disciples and to prevent the humiliation of his voluntary suffering from disturbing the faith of those who had witnessed the surpassing glory that, they, that, that lay concealed. Having seen that transfiguration, the glory of Jesus Christ certainly helped Peter and James and John when they saw him suffering on the, on, on the cross and being spit upon. They knew the truth about Jesus. They knew the glory of Jesus. And that helped them to remain faithful in the long run. Yes, They had their moments of weakness, but they remained faithful at the ultimate hour. And and blessed Alvaro del Portillo, former prelate of Opus Dei, the successor of St. Josemaría as the head of Opus Dei, in his visit to the Holy Holy Land, he went to Mount Tawar the site of the transfiguration. And he said in a, in a homily he was given there to the people there, why would our Lord want to go up that Mount Tabor to be transfigured before those those three apostles? Probably so that it would be clear to us that to reach God, we must also make a human effort, the effort of our senses and of our faculties. So, you know, blessed Alvaro Gave us that insight to the transfiguration, to Mount Tabor. It'll take effort to get there to the glory of, of God. We'll have to make our, a human effort, our senses, our faculties. Am I giving my best effort to God? Well, we that's what the saints did and that's the way they lived. August 28th according to the Feast of Saint Augustine, great saint of the church. Wrote so much. Bishop. Maybe in that sense we, you know, like what what was he? Fifth century. Died in four thirty. How do I relate to him? Well, maybe that at that level, no. None of us are bishop now. I don't know about you, but I I don't look forward ever. I'll never be one. But anyway. what we can, I think we can connect to St. Augustine. He's a man. He's a man who had to struggle against uh, pride. That was, his, that was Augustine's great uh, you know, thorn, really. It was his pride. He wrote about that. Of course, he struggled with the virtues, purity. Yes, he had to fight, and, and he wasn't winning the battle. In his pride, he said, I, I, I thought I could fly like a bird, but I felt fool that I was, I fell to the ground. And he turns out being a great saint, and because of his conversion, he did make that effort to turn to God. And that, in that way, yes, we can relate to Augustine very much so. Our our sins, our our past life, should never keep us down. God loves us; He loves us unconditionally. And of course, in Augustine, the famous. A phrase of his, beginning, the beginning of his confessions. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Great wisdom, yeah. St. Augustine. Augustine, help us to take these words to heart. We have been made for God. Yeah. And our hearts are restless until they rest in God. So, if I'm a bit restless, well, where's my heart? What's wrong? Where do I need to change? Where do I need to follow Augustine, be another Augustine? He had a great conversion. He was old. He was 30. Well, you guys, he's old. He's 32, 33. He, made that, he had that conversion and became a great saint. Humility, humility, humility. Another. Now, the quote of St. Augustine, one of the the easiest quotes of saints we have. Humility, humility, humility. It was pride that changed men into devils. I'm sorry. It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. We have to fight pride. Augustine realized that. Therefore, humility, humility, humility. Lord, help us to see ways to, to be humble. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. The saints obviously were humble. They allowed themselves to be led by God. St. Lawrence, August 10th, St. Lawrence, deacon, martyr, early church, third century. He has a compelling story as well. St. Lawrence was one of the Roman Roman church's seven deacons who were personally responsible for the care of the city's poor. When the Roman clergy was rooted out and killed, under the Emperor Valerian in the year 258, Lawrence saw his beloved Pope Sixtus II hauled off to martyrdom. Another saint of this month of August. August 7th, Pope Sixtus II. Pope, early Pope, remained faithful to Christ and was martyred with four deacons. Tradition says that Lawrence at once liquidated the church's possessions and dispersed them to the poor. When the prefect of Rome heard of this, he demanded that Lawrence turn over the money. 3 days later, Lawrence brought him the church's treasure. The destitute, the orphans, the blind, and the lame. He said, "Here's you ask for the church's treasures, here are the church's treasures." These people, the marginalized, the poor, the destitute, the orphans. Lawrence took care of them, and he was martyred as a result. Roasted on a gridiron. Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, saint from another epoch, great saint of August, August 20th. Bit of a wild man of sorts, or passionate, we could say, for the for the love of God. He had a lot of talents. He had a good social position. But he gave that up when he was 22 years old. He went the route of um, the Cistercian monastery, and brought 31 of his friends with him. Talk about an apostolate or uh, sway. uh, and he went to a life of prayer and penance. It must not have been an easy decision, one of his biographers writes, to give up an advantaged world in which he fitted so pleasantly, in which he was already making a name for himself as a writer and cavalier, must have been wrenching. But once he had chosen a destiny his bent for enthusiastic leadership came into play. Not only did he set out for the severest of monasteries, the strict enclosure at Chateau headed by the Englishman who was to become Saint Stephen, but he carried along with him by sheer force of personality 31 mesmerized companions, including an uncle and four of his brothers. In Butler's Lives of the Saints, He's, he is. He, Bernard is described as um, this impact he had on worldly society, and men were moved. They were going. They were pouring into the abbeys, and as uh, Butler wrote, mothers feared for their sons, wives for their husbands, lest they come under the sway of that compelling voice and look. I mean, Saint Bernard was on fire. Now he didn't have that sway on his sister apparently. Humbleline, I don't know. If, I don't know any girls named Humbleline now, but sounds like a good enough name I guess. Is his sister she remained in the world disapproving of the whole project. I prefer dancing to devotions, she said honestly. But there was more than honesty in her There was resentment, too. She took what must have been malicious delight in taunting Bernard to his face with her frivolity when she could persuade him to a meeting. She was in the habit of dressing herself up as giddily as possible, then, in her silks and furs and riding with a group of noisy companions appearing at the monastery gates. He won out, however, in the end. Eventually, Humbleline herself went to a convent and turned so virtuous that she is now listed as blessed in the calendar. Well, I don't know if her day is in August or not, but uh, there she is, connected to Bernard of Clairvaux. And, And the list goes on. Let's take advantage of this month of August. Indeed, August is the coolest month. Well... I suppose September will be too when that comes around. We got Saint Teresa, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and so many others, Saint John Chrysostom. But what a great month! August. You just go down the list, just day after day. These saints: Saint Lawrence, Saint Clair, Saint Jane Francis de Chantal, Pontian Nepolitus, martyrs of the early church. Maximilian Kolbe who Stephen of Hungary, a king who protects the church, protects Christianity in the 11th century. St. John Hughes, who promoted devotion to the Immaculate heart of Mary. St. Rose of Lima from Peru, great life of sacrifice, caring for the needy, died very young at 31. St. Bartholomew, an apostle who followed Christ, celebrated him on August 24th. He suffered for Christ, of course, martyrdom. St. Louis the King. St. Monica, whose tears and prayers helped Augustine in his conversion. And right up to the 29th, St. John the Baptist, who died, the Passion of St. John the Baptist. He died for, for the truth, for Christ. And all this with the Feast of the Assumption as a centerpiece. So let's count on Mary's help as we rejoice. we in this banquet of August. Let's take advantage of it. Let's live with the saints in this month of August, but be trying to be saints ourselves. Like we see in their practical way, whatever they were called to do, they, they put their heart into it. And so what do we see God calling us to do? Like St. Maria would preach, most of us be in the middle of the world. Strive to be a saint in the middle of the world. Indeed, a call to holiness a contemplative in the middle of the world. And with that way, we can be sure that well, God will help us along. And with his mercy, help us to heaven. Our blessed mother Mary, she wants us to be in heaven with her. There she on the assumption. We, we look to her, assume body and soul to heaven. And a week later, on August 22nd, we celebrate her queenship. She is truly queen of heaven and earth. Well, Mary will help us along with these saints, these great saints, these great friends. So let's not not let them down. Let's do our best to, uh, throughout our, our life, throughout our day, throughout the month of August, let's look at the good God and allow the good God to look upon us.
0: I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.